0: Primary ignition. This is
1: Star Wars. Look out. Core
0: World News. You may far when ready.
2: From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm come back and you're listening to Core cool World Noons, your News. Your show of in-depth coverage for the latest stories for round of the galaxy. Now the new second rundown for May 23rd, 2021. 99 problems for a bad batch 81 one. Boba's bounty Ball. Best,
1: news. Thank you, Grex, and greetings, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us again this week. Um, this, up, uh, this time in news, this week, we actually have a little bit of news for the first time in a couple weeks. Uh, according to Variety, Rangers of the New Republic uh, is not currently in development. It is on hold. Um, using your brilliant powers of deduction grant and or adam uh what why do you think that is
0: well i mean (laughs) so first of all (laughs) i think when we reported on what were the 10 projects they announced on that shareholders meeting i I remember sitting there watching that and getting like rangers of the new republic i'm like that's a that's an odd title for a show right like it just it felt slapdash at that moment i think we all know that that was you know it's it's you know highly agreed upon that that was supposed to be Cara Dune's show, that there's supposed to be a Cara Dune spinoff of some kind. And that for fell through for very good reasons. Um, and I think that they uh, pivoted very quickly because that seemed to happen pretty close to the share, got some, you know, pin art together, put it up there and hoped things would come together and probably realized as, you know, as Star Wars is okay doing let's let's pump the brakes here let's not rush this thing in the production if we're not ready to go yet so i'm i'm happy about that i mean i'm happy about less star wars but rather than take a seat wait a little bit and get it right then rush it through yeah
2: yeah i, I feel like it was our general our general consensus that this was going to be a show featuring uh cara dune and and possibly Cobb vanth and show these kind of marshals and these rangers on the frontier of like outer rim worlds kind of like a like a you know lone ranger justified kind of show like that that was kind of a vibe i was getting but uh then there was another there was another idea that i think a lot of us had where it was could it be these x-wing pilots that we kept seeing throughout yeah uh the mandalorian and yeah
1: then, we talked there's... about harris and a lot
2: yeah Harrison and i think would
0: have been would have been great we talked about the two that we saw in the mandalorian it was um Tiva is that one of them and Captain Tiva? Yeah, yeah, Captain, Captain Diva. Tiva and Captain and Trapper Wolf. Wolf. Trapper Wolf,
2: yeah. D- Dave. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. Dave Filoni. As much as I'm sure he would have been fine, is not going to be showing up on a weekly show. No. I don't. I think he's a little too busy to be
1: <laughs> right. To also act. the
2: title could still work for something, uh, you know, uh, uh, in that genre where it's X-wing pilots or it's, you know, more of a starfighter. Yeah. Show.
1: I mean, I kind of forgot about the Cobb Vance idea. I mean. He seems like he needs to organize his area, but I mean <laughs> dude, I would do a whole Star Wars show just <laughs> like Timothy Oliphant being Timothy Oliphant in space in the galaxy. Like that's a show. Then yeah. only that should be Ranger of the New Republic and just like have do full justified on uh I'd be up a yeah. I,
0: I, I wonder if that it just kind of came down to that of just like this. this just makes me think of the show Angel, which is the spin-off of Buffy um and if anyone watched that show which is like and which turned into a really great show after a couple seasons but it was just like let's take the second like three second string people from the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let's let's take the vampire. Then let's take the mean girl from high school. Oh and also that weird other british librarian who's not yeah. the watcher. We'll take him too. And we'll just put him in a show together and make it work. And boy, does it not work for a season because you're like, what are these three people doing together? It makes no sense. A lot of and jokes. then it's and then they figured it out. They found their footing. And I felt like when when we kept throwing all these people together, it just felt so manufactured in a way. Yeah. Right. Like like having these. So part of me wonders when they started writing this stuff, they just couldn't get past it feeling so written, like overwritten. And maybe they're deciding let's just take one of these characters. And spend some more time with them like i really hope we just get a Harrison and doula show
1: i mean um, if they were going to do a cobb vance like maybe they pair him with just a new character a female pilot right because like we don't know mm-hmm. if it's a pilot or not and a droid right to start and then they you know find some muscle somewhere or you know yeah. they sort of assemble a team and then i think you got a i think you got a thing there um but, yeah, it's sort of like it's either, you know, it's either a Starfighter show or it's a, you know, police show, you know. Right. Pretty cool. That's not a 300-pound Rottweiler. That's a Chihuahua.
2: So <laughs> it is. It's canceled. Is that production has ceased to stop? Uh,
1: one publication said canceled. One publication said put on hold.
0: I mean, nothing's ever canceled nowadays. They don't ever unless it's already airing. Like like productions are just put on hold. I very rarely have we seen a, a production that's put on hold. Yeah. Restarted. It's, right? it's not so. moving forward. Yeah. Like, it's, at this it's, time. I would say it's put on a very
1: of, high shelf. There's yeah. lots of,
0: you know <laughs> in a dark closet somewhere. They're retooling. <laughs> Revis, well, the
1: yeah. Package. Um, which is a boomer, but you know what? So we only have nine more original series coming. Yeah. Like I think yeah. we'll do.
0: It is interesting, because they did talk about it uh, was supposed to be Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Rangers the New Republic, and Ahsoka were supposed to come together in a crossover event, right? I guess, right. I mean, of those three, Rangers of the New Republic probably doesn't feel like it's the most important yeah. part of that crossover. So, right.
2: yeah.
1: Right. Uh, well, good. That's the news.
2: If you're having clone problems, I feel bad for you, son. I have 99 problems, but the Bad Batch ain't one. Uh, hit me! This week, we're covering Bad Batch, Episode 4, Cornered. Great episode, uh, big reveal, um, uh, character that we love from The Mandalorian has has now appeared in animated form in The Bad Batch. I think we're all anticipating this. Fennec Shand makes an appearance in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the, the Bad Batch themselves are searching for a place to lie low, and then they've they, they are forced to navigate to Pantor, Pantora to resupply. And I guess uh, I think tech and um, some of the crew want to scramble the tracking device in the ship as well um, on Pantora. So that's the goal. But Omega gets separated from the crew, ends up in Fennec Shand's uh, arms, quite literally. And, uh, and then we, we get a really interesting confrontation between Hunter and Fennec Shand. And uh, just an action-packed episode. What did you guys think?
1: Loved it, man. Um, a lot of episode two vibes in this episode. Yeah, in this episode. It felt really prequely in a good way, and it was like it was <laughs> like our prayers were answered. We were just talking about how we could see some, you know, wanted to see some more urban environments in the galaxy, and like bam, yeah. we got one um, really cool one here. And I don't know, it was. know it was a little tweener thing not a lot of heavy heavy stuff happened but um definitely we learned a lot more you know they're really developing the characters of the bad batch in a cool way i think
0: yeah it was a great you know um bridge kind of episode and we introduced another um you know big bad perhaps right so now we have right we have um Fennec Shand, crosshairs. Fennec Shan, we have crosshairs on the board and Tarkin, right? So yeah. we have kind of, we're we're building up a nice little rogues gallery here for for the for the Bad Batch to fight over however many seasons. And Fennec Shan's interesting, right? We know, you know, we when we saw her in the Mandalorian, she's definitely a bounty hunter. She's going after. She's painted somewhat as a you know a bad guy, bad character per se, but you know she becomes part of the gang. So she has some redeemable characteristics, and she's a bit hard to read at times in this
2: episode, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's also vague of who's employing her. I think we know we we can imagine it's the Imperials. It's it's could be Tarkin, for instance. But um it's it's interesting that it's always a mystery with her. And then just loved her soundtrack. I don't know if you caught her theme that played throughout the episode, but it's it's so it's yeah. so interesting. And it's kind of this whining violin uh the note that's just it just it's really uh beautiful and kind of it plays to like her as a hunter as a bounty hunter i think in a really wonderful way and uh, i just noticed that throughout the episode and i was i was astounded by how how well that worked especially next to all the episode two sound effects of yes (laughs) things like so many it was really cool
1: yeah zipping through we had an amazing chase scene just like all through the city and yep um yeah, I, I don't know. There was there was a lot of fun things in here. Uh, Fennec, one of her you know uh, positives, one of her good qualities, is that apparently she doesn't age. She's um, looks the same now she does what twenty years later and um, yeah, she's here in um, the the Mandalorian, which is cool for her. Um, and
2: yeah, fact I mean, it like, goes a long way.
1: Yeah, I, I would say back to right. That back to face cream just like right. gets rid of the wrinkles. I think she might have been employed by the Kaminoans because I mean if she wanted to kill Omega, she could have a hundred times, right? Yeah. Um, I think she wanted to capture them and we had that sort of ominous like we only need one of them quote from Lama Sue uh in the last episode. So maybe they just need her in order to make this like new batch of like Uber warriors. Um, based off of her
0: I like that yeah, I think that's a really interesting theory that makes sense the Kaminoans are are interested in getting her back I, you know what was I'm trying to think in the second season of the Mandalorian um when wow, what is that what is the episode called i'm blanking i'm, I'm in a I'm in a very humid and steamy garage taping this right now so i might be slightly (laughs) losing brain cells as i'm taping this um but what is uh what is the what was uh what did she say about the empire right when they're debating who gets to go in to um the episode with um waiting for a proper
1: noun here
0: i've got none And, and grant's just looking away so it's like i can't help you.
1: in 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 it's
0: season two um it's oh, the fennec one Shan. yeah fennec shan's in it and boba fett obviously and he goes right. in mayfield. With, yeah Mayfeld. mayfield thank you Mayfield. yeah
1: yeah so they're like, debating uh, they have a warrant out for my they
0: right. have a warrant out for my so i i have a feeling like we're gonna figure out why in this series right like I, it dates back probably to the early days of the republic that could be cool yeah or early days of the empire,
1: yeah. Early days of the empire,
0: yeah, yeah. That'd be
1: that'd be interesting. I mean, if they're if she so she may like because it, it doesn't make any sense. I I don't think Omega is on um on Tarkin's radar at all, right? He's just like Everything. thinking about building a new army. He doesn't even know that little girl exists, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and there's really nobody else. It'd be cool if they introduced a third party that's introduced like interested in her some you know rogue cloners or you know pirates or something that has some value in that but it it, i'm I'm feeling like it's probably Lama Sioux and then so it could be interesting if the empire we see the empire and the Kaminoans sort of coming to a head and like what would happen there like yeah see the empire fight the kaminoans for a second because i bet and they've yeah. got some. It's almost, uh, they've like got a
2: it's almost like Operation Paperclip at the end of World War Two. It's like recovering yeah. this 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 research, this clone that's that's all important. And uh you got the Kaminowans going after her, um Imperials possibly trying to get her trying to uh capture Omega and then Fennec Shand is just in the in the middle of it, and I'm sure others will be hunting for them throughout the series. And and it's really cool because I'm it's this was like you guys said, it was kind of a uh, in between episode, we didn't really, there wasn't a ton of development for Omega in, in general. There was no kind of like, uh, it didn't give you a lot of like, you know, data or information about her as a character, really. It was more of just uh, an interesting kind of temptate, temptation kind of moral lesson in the, the story. I guess the stealing lesson was a big, which I see. <laughs> Filoni, Filoni goes back to that well a lot, which is like kind of these, these early childhood moral lesson tales. That are throughout all of Clone Wars, you can see it all over Clone Wars, and then Resistance, and then this, and uh, this yeah. is actually just really well done, though I thought in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got. I think you know she, yeah, doesn't wanna, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to hide out, right? Like she wants to explore the universe. Which, as she sure case.
0: does, and boy, do they keep letting her. Which I'm not <laughs> like, don't let her. Like I'm not, you know. But at the same time, it's like this just reminds me of Episode One when. Qui-Gon decides to let Padme come with them for reasons. Yeah. Right. And I feel like we get a lot of this where it's just like, why are you letting this little child come to this, like, come along in this, like, you know, not doesn't seem like the safest environment, but cool. And then not paying attention to her at all while they're. While they're just wandering well, so
1: around. i have a theory about this i mean so yeah. she's learning about the world right but they are learning how to just not be just killing machines. They, like they had yeah. now have to interact in the world as civilians and they have no idea what they're doing of course they're like terrible they're not that's, you know they're bred to good parents <laughs>
0: yeah right? it's just they, like
1: we're you know we're all soldiers and we all figure stuff out and so it's i mean it's kind of funny that's that.
0: no i like that that's a really good point of course they're
2: horrible parents like <laughs> why would they be good you know they'll learn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're bred mercs that is fair
2: yeah and that (laughs) that fight between hunter and fennec just illustrated that perfectly i mean it is brutal like he is he immediately whips a knife at her like it's 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 pretty awesome like the the uh, the combat choreography the animation work there was really really well done
1: yeah yeah she even gets the best of record and um Just like one move, you're like, oh, Wrecker's going to blow her whole situation up. And she just like pulled some jujitsu and just like threw him into a wall. And Wrecker's actually is becoming a, a, you know, more of a favorite of mine. I really. Yeah. Him is like the compassionate guy. I mean, he has a teddy bear for, you know, heaven's sake. Yeah, just a
0: big giant teddy bear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's just, just a cuddly teddy bear himself. Like, there's this other part of his like super enhanced personality that's a little mutated that um that doesn't didn't come out in his war life, but might come out now. Yeah, being a no, I agree. I think that, yeah.
0: they're giving him a little more depth than they did right in the in the Clone right. Wars arc, which I appreciate. He's not just he's not just there for. Comic relief, though he—that's most of it. He's also really is probably of of the entire group the one that cares the most in some ways for Omega,
1: yeah, in his big dumb stupid way, in his yeah his his golden retriever way. Um,
2: Golden retrievers. We do get a pet crossover in the episode.
0: Yeah, those in the buckles. What do they call the buckles? Those horrific (laughs) nightmare-inducing. Things. Yeah, they're not they're attractive creatures. I looked it up. Yeah,
2: I, I found out they were from Naboo. That's their homeworld. Oh,
0: oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I just—that's such an idyllic planet. I just can't imagine it. You know, anything that evolving disperses. anything that hideous.
1: <laughs> Jar Jar. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <who would> you... <laughs> no, they. Yeah, definitely. So there was a lot of little like lore drops in this one. This was like lore yeah. bombs, gal- carpet, lore carpet bombs. Of course, so the, so the Muggles come from Resistance. Uh, yep. If you watch the Resistance uh, animated series, it is very interesting and it's a funny character. Um, other ones, obviously, Fennec Shan was a, a new one. Uh, kick the droid. So there was like a oh. droid. Like, wait, is
2: sign-ish. it is it kick or is it click? It's click. I think it's click, it click makes click. more sense. Click. 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 It's click. Yeah. the droid. It's my new favorite droid of all time.
1: Yeah, so it's like like a unit with arms and legs, like like (laughs) slinky arms and legs, and it's adorable. And it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome.
0: I mean, I love the action stuff, but my favorite part of this entire episode, probably not surprisingly, was the Echo subplot. Right, like a I love having a human pretending to be a droid. Right, having to go undercover as a droid, which is super fun. How cool
1: was his like
0: suit? Yeah,
1: especially yeah, yeah. his helmet. That's one of the best designs I've seen in a long time. It it's was, really, really nice.
0: nice. Yeah. Part of me hopes they just kind of keep it. Like maybe yeah. we just keep that always. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like they all start evolving out of their clone armor into like yeah. whoever they are next. We
2: need, but we need the now the Black Series figure Echo droid. Yes. And, uh, droid uh, oh, that like... would
1: be a sick action figure, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like so. I, I, I'm always thinking about ensembles as far as like what role do they play. And like, it's kind of interesting because they had sort of, or they had the heavy, they had the like assault person, they had the sniper and they had the tech to start. Yeah, like that yeah. was their core four. They lost the sniper and gained a kid and that still has like a TBD purpose. She's just a kid. Yeah, I'm guessing, you know, sort of like healer class or something like that, but like maybe not. She's just like our, she's our POV. Um, And then they like they had already had a tech and then gained like another tech in Echo. But he's really kind of filling the droid void with a gonk droid. It's like if you add a gonk droid plus Echo, yeah. you add a droid and he's also like taking up some of that tech role. But it's kind of cool. They're just like not clearly defined, like putting them in like clear, you know, roles as far as their ensembles goes. Because there's a lot of like overlap between tech and echo and like. And they they work together a
0: lot. Yeah. But you're right. It's really interesting. I like that idea of like, he's kind of fulfilling that droid part of the ensemble in a Star Wars movie. And yeah. And I wonder if they're going to start doubling down on that a little bit. Right. Like, I wonder if he's going to feel like he start losing his humanity. Maybe they do something along those lines where he just becomes a little more cyborg. Um, I do. I mean, on that note, the most human moment, of him in the star episode is when they're negotiating how much it, he costs. <laughs> that, was God, that was such a great moment, yeah, it's like so funny. He's like, yeah.
1: Okay, but I'm worth way more than 2,000 credits. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he gets bargained down to three. Oh, bummer, man! Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. I, I love Echo, I want to give him a dignified existence. Um, but if nothing else, they gave him an awesome suit like, an awesome,
0: oh, suit. so cool. Do you think, not to change the direction completely on this, Let's but going back to Fennec Shand, uh, odds that she actually ends up as part of the Bad Batch?
2: Grant, do you want to give odds? It was teased in this episode. It was, I, I think yeah. the idea was submitted by Omega. She said, why don't you come with us? And Yep. You do get a reverse shot of Fennec, kind of contemplating that. Yeah, she yeah. says
1: that's the best offer I'd had in a yeah. long time, and you get the yeah. sense that she's being authentic there.
2: Yeah. So there is the setup for that, but I, I, I gotta think she's got to... We gotta see her as a bounty hunter, you know, cutting her teeth, you know, yeah. doing all the cool kind of badassery that we had dreamt of when we first saw her in *Mandalorian*. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Part of me is wondering why. Is that this series is probably the most dude heavy of any star wars series and yes omega is female but a child right and so it seems like from a diversity standpoint it would make sense to have a strong female character as part of the ensemble and maybe they have that as her being grant as you're saying like const not constantly but often there right being a bit of the foil maybe they have a bit of unlikely alliances throughout and we do get to see her i like this idea like you said of her kind of you know earning her way in the bounty hunters guild like maybe they have a lot of cross missions and things that are are working together maybe she doesn't become a full member of the group but i have a feeling we're gonna see a lot of her yeah
1: that's yeah. i just agree with that fully that's what i think it's those sort of like unintended alliances right all of a yeah. sudden we'll be fighting on the same side because if she's really on the side of the Caminoans, there's some synergy between the, well, the Kaminoans against the Empire, et cetera.
2: If this does lead to Death Troopers, I can I I would think that Hunter would need you know as many allies allies as he could call on you know to help yeah because yeah, they're right. going to be that's a ruthless outfit of of trooper. So if, we're, if this does go down the road of uh, Crosshair, you know, founding this this. Yeah. certain Trooper unit yes yeah, uh, yeah secret unit then yeah i could see fennec shand coming back and helping I mean, fight at fight some along. point and, and and seeing the the kill the, the kind of the, the severity and the lethality of the empire in that yeah. moment and being like wow that's and now i guess i'll take a few contracts from then them because they pay top dollar and the the iron grip on the galaxy is just closing tighter and tighter
0: yeah there's part of me that wonders that you know at some point, maybe the Empire takes out a cross bounty on oh. Omega. Not we need her alive, but we need her destroyed for X, Y, and Z. Perhaps if, as Ben suggested, she is the clone of Avar Chris. Don't you that was, think? That was Grant, me. That was oh, me. that was you. I'm Don't sorry, Grant. Grant. I'm sorry. Grant. Is, are you sure? Are you sure, Grant, Don't that, 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 that wasn't name. my idea? Grant.
2: That, yes. Sorry, Grant um again <laughs> most things i don't squabble over but no one, no no i, I, I want mean, to I make sure fast. i got that
0: right because i'm fully on board for that. so so grant You're if that's right. the case you can see the empire very quickly taking out a bounty for her death right not not capture and i mean it seems like fennec shan at some point might decide to take that bounty and then rescind on it similar to a you know han solo moment something like that and then we know she runs afoul of the empire at some point and If you're on a foul of the Empire and the only people you know are, you know, rogue clone troopers, isn't that a good group to
2: cozy up to? It's also, yeah. yeah. So are you bringing that theory back? I mean. You're also keeping it alive.
0: Just just keeping it alive. I'm like, I'm on board. I have a hundred percent on board it for is, that. It is it is
2: somewhat poetic because the first instance the, the the first frame of that show is dealing with Jedi and Kanan Jarrus and, and so. Diva blah blah. There's and <laughs> them and that's where that's where it kind of yeah, I, a, I yeah trust breaks down. It's pretty.
0: So uh, this is a very cynical reason why I think you're right. I like it a lot, but the cynical reason why I think you're right is that I don't think. We, we can have a Star Wars show. It's very hard to have a Star Wars show without someone who is Force sensitive or using the Force, right? As we talked about Echo yeah. being the droid of the ensemble, well, who's our Jedi of the ensemble, right? right. And if it's if it's anyone, it's probably going to be uh, Omega.
2: It's also a pretty big distinction too, and I noticed that that entire group they're they're all pretty unique, you know. So yeah. Anyone with the force ability is going to be their own in their own lane.
1: That would be wild if it's Omega. Yeah. That would be wild.
0: I'm waiting for her to demonstrate some force ability. It's just I feel like it's any episode now. Yeah. I feel like now that we have the foundation laid, yeah. I'm guessing by like episode six we get something that seems that suggests that she's force sensitive
1: because that falls in line with our theory that the Kaminoans were cloning, yeah. you know, cloning. Yeah. Yeah. Jedi. And and it would make sense that they're like, all right, well, we have this backup plan. You know, we had cloned warriors, but we'd also cloned, you know, Jedi. And we keep that yeah. in our back pocket in case of emergency. I mean, that could be the imagine the battle between like the Empire and the Kaminoans. But the Kaminoans have an army of cloned like force users. Yeah. And they still probably lose. Yeah. But it would be cool to see for an episode. That'd be
0: wild. And this show is not shying away from showing kind of post-Episode 3 what the galaxy is like. And that's what I'm liking about this. There's that parade moment where everyone's cheering for the yeah. troopers and cha- changing in your credits and chain codes. Yeah, this like, is, I like this... that they're getting a
2: nitty-gritty of what it's like.
1: Yeah, this is how democracy falls to thunderous applause.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy to hear the people cheering to the the hologram uh, 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 presentation of uh, some government officials, you know, telling them to take their their valued currency and exchange it for imperial credits. And everyone's like cheering. And I was like, oh, this is... They
1: did that in India. Motu made them do that. I can't imagine. Like That must have been wild to actually be like, yeah, all that cash, get it out of your cushions. Put it into the like fund and like then we'll give you credits like I don't know if I'm giving you all my money and taking some new currency. That's like kind of wow. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll do another shout out to um, Propaganda. Have you guys read that book? The Star Wars book? Oh, no, Propaganda. No, Propaganda. no what's actually, that? I think it's written by Pablo Hidalgo. It's 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 just called Propaganda. It's incredible. Basically, kind of um, uh, it, 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 it. It's about. The, it, sh, it, it, sh, it goes over the timeline of the, the rise of the Empire and uh, kind of explores all the, the propagandist kind of uh, messaging and all that kind of stuff, and it's it's fascinating. And you see a lot of it in Resistance and in uh, uh, Bad Batch and obviously in Clone Wars and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just kind of like in the background, but that book kind of brings it to the foreground in a really cool way
1: cool yeah i'd love to check nice. that out because it's kind yeah. of subtle i see you know you see it a lot in rebels like the propaganda and i mean there's obviously like fan posters and stuff like join the empire and like it's pretty cool um but it's yeah
2: yeah the book's it's cool it's it goes subtle. into it goes into why palpatine chose white for the stormtroopers he wanted them to look like a force for good and mm. uh it's it, it's all this really this this really dark deception that, that's this uh, behind the scenes it's fascinating uh the book's great
1: nice man that's good
2: yeah let's good check record. it out
1: um the other one um note in this episode there was a lot going on here but uh was the planet that they ended up on was pantora
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh there is one famous pantoran from history uh they they showed up earlier in the sequels this is a, or a prequels rather and George Lucas himself played a Pantoran, a blue creature with like the the yellow stripes oh. on his face
0: at the opera scene, right? In uh, episode three,
1: wasn't he? I think so. I that's, wish I could pick it That's right. Out. Yes, he's walking yeah. out.
0: Baron Papanoida. Sure. Yeah. Papanoida. That's right. <laughs> Papanoida.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually with another family member in that. Yeah. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's a it's an on-screen. Yeah, that's nice, nice
1: little homage. Yeah, it would have been nice to actually see the character there, but I guess I don't know. He's a it, it'd be a shoehorn thing. I mean, talk about fan service, oh, but well. still. Yeah. Why can't we just animate George Lucas like just like one time? That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so that was the that was the Hidalgo nugget, the, the Filoni nod um to his nice. mentor there. Um and uh yeah, pretty cool to see that to see their home planet and I, I love the design of it um and yeah it was a lot of a lot of fun in that episode super cool can't wait for next week <laughs> this time with spirit can't wait till next week
0: <laughs> uh sorry again slow, adam just baking. traveled
2: the uh, thing is we're not gonna
1: cross country right now i just thought i'd, I'd bring that <laughs>
2: well, Adam knows there there can't possibly be as much gonk action as we got in this episode. Yeah, no, so.
1: there's
0: uh, so
2: much gonk. If we got like three or four gonk, like. Uh,
0: I know out. it's. I am so happy with the. I mean, this is the show pound for pound with the most gonk in it, and I'm I'm <laughs> on board for that. Like, it yeah, is, yeah,
1: this show is all gonk all the time. The gonk kind of steals the they show. Know. Like every scene the gonks in kind of steals it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I I have to say though, as much as I said that, I don't know why did it came out that way. I think, Honestly, I'm just overheated. But I I am loving this show in a way that I was not expecting to love this show. I was fine. I was I was looking forward to it, but it's four. What are we? Four episodes in, and and each episode's been just really solid, like really great stuff.
1: It has been, man. I I this is now my new Friday ritual. I love yeah. the. Um with the mandalorian like i get out of work kind of like midday uh from an early shift and just sit down and eat some lunch and watch uh you know bad batch and it's a good day man it makes it sets (laughs) me off for the weekend everything's going to be okay it'll be a star warsy weekend um yeah yeah so i love every new entry here but uh all right cool let's move on um to our next uh edition of the war of the bounty Hunters. Bounty hunters. We don't need the scum, scum,
0: scum. All scum, right, scum. welcome back to another installment of Boba's Bounty Board, a subsidiary of Kyber Comics Crystal Corners. That's not that. That's not what we say. It's that's so not close. it. At all. So, I, like at better. A, I almost said it. A for effort. I just just started saying a lot of like hard c words yeah. in a row, and hopefully it was gonna all fall together. And it sure didn't. Yeah. All and right. Crystal Corner is like Kyber, our, like <laughs> which is Kyber Comics Corner. Sounds incredible. Okay, let's try this again. Welcome back to another installment of Boba's Bounty Board, a subsidiary of uh, Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There There we go. I swear I got it in one. Uh, And we're dealing with another prelude issue kind of leading up to the giant war, and this is Bounty Hunters issue number 12, I'm going to say. Yeah, issue number 12, Target Solo by Sax Villanelli, Prianto, Lanham, Lewis, um, and yeah, that's it. And so, in this issue, uh, we have Valance at Dengar on the trail of Boba Fett, only to get sidetracked by another encounter with forlam and Zuckus. There's also some flashback with Han Solo because it's <laughs> War of the Bounty We're Hunters. going
1: there, we're going there,
2: yeah. Yeah, the quality uh, Han Solo. I have yeah. to uh, yeah. Love love this stuff with Han. Um, it is. Writer, I Ethan always. Sachs, Ethan, incredible work with Han. So. Yeah,
0: I always enjoy when they have to kind of thread that needle between uh, Harrison Ford and um, who played him in Solo. Why am I forgetting Alden Alden? Aaron Alden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they did a little bit of that in the artwork, right? They try to thread that like hybrid needle between the two of them.
1: Yeah, it had so. a little had a little iron right to this Anna, to this. Uh, this drawing, um, yeah. this illustration, um, which is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. I just watched Solo last night um, and had a lot of fun with
0: it.
2: Jettison cargo one so time gonna... and a hunt never forgets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i start out you... negative and then we can maybe talk about positive stuff. Not negative. This is actually going to be very generally negative uh, Not, Not actually, but I'm not going after bounty hunters on this one. I'm just going after comic books. Oh, right? <laughs> total. This is this is the kind of uh, crossover event watch you can refer to this section where Adam reflects on giant comic book crossovers and their failings. And so this is an issue where <laughs> you cannot move the characters on the board very much at all, or else it would start interfering with the crossover event that's starting in Battle War of the Bounty Hunters number one. So we get some really fun things happening in this issue. It's a really quick read. But they start out saying we have to get Boba Fett, and it ends with we still have to get Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> like, and things happened between, right? Like this right. is this is part of the issue. But I mean, again, I I actually it was very fun and 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 quick read. So we can talk about some of the things we liked. I just always I during this whole for the next thirty five issues of this of this thing, I'm gonna start pointing out the weaknesses of crossover events and comic books. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. You're welcome. Right.
2: Yeah, the pace never—it you never really it doesn't can't get exhilarating when someone keeps getting knocked out and we keep dropping into flashbacks. Like, yeah, it's that's tough storytelling. We kind of we want to move forward with the Boba and Han any Carbonite storyline, but yeah. it's going to be uh, looks looks like it's going to be a slow road.
1: Yeah, I mean they've got to so. set up now. They're like pivoting every you know storyline towards the war of the bounty Hunters, and we're just going to get it that's what that's what may is right next week we've got vader and they're going to do the same thing because like have, vader was on Exegol last episode right? yeah
2: and now he's suddenly yeah. here we have vader moving and the pieces Aphra. yeah moving the pieces yeah changing the trajectory Getting yeah, everything alive. Going towards, going towards Boba and Han.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then it'll make perfect sense. And sure, I'm sure <laughs> synergies will make. But well, you this...
2: get a lot of Exegorths attacking Dengar yeah. and it, Valance. Apparently, there's uh, well, lots of Exegorths in oh, every asteroid.
0: Yes.
1: Feels... So that that's a callback to, uh, from a certain point of view, because this takes place um, right near Empire Strikes Back. And we know from a certain point of view, there was like an Exegorth like orgy. Can I say that? That's not a uh a, it's like a, an artistic yeah. or, like they, they come you know, together every 25 trillion like years a hatchery, in an area.
2: A hatchery of Exegors. Yeah. yeah uh, but, I mean, uh,
1: they, they look for
0: the conference. <laughs> yeah.
1: That sounds so less sexy than orgy, but OK.
0: Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is accurate. The conferences are less sexy than orgies. That is, that is a true statement.
1: But I think there there's mating yeah. involved.
0: I don't know. Anyways, unless I've been going think, for the wrong conferences. It, it, it could be
1: yeah, well, um, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like, you know, a software conference just sounds like, I don't know, kind of lame for something to happen every 25 million years. Maybe it would be cooler if that's what happened. But um, yeah, so anyways, there's a congregation of all the Exegorts in this one place, and it's a callback to that because they fly yeah. through it and everyone's like, I'm going to get that in my belly.
0: Yeah, so I can brag about having this thing.
1: Yeah, me. to add in their collection. And it's like, yeah. that was a wild chapter, by the way. That's
0: it's so good yeah but yeah it is it is it is the most sci-fi thing i think i've ever read at star wars
1: yeah they were like oh i got the exegorth chapter what do i do and yeah created a whole backstory like a whole context for exegorths and like and creatures that live bajillions of years
0: wow. so i have a question for you guys yes maybe you can help me out do i like dengar now but, yeah, you might have to. You did for a couple panels. The though.
1: enemy of my enemy is my friend.
0: Exactly, yeah. like We have an unlikely alliance for that. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, there's just, like, a lot of meta situation going on with Dengar. At one point, Dengar, I forget why he's hitting balance on the back of the head. I think because he Cause was, it was doing balance.
2: Was balance being reckless and going through an balance? asteroid field. Yeah, while balance. All just... and Forlom are in closing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. And Dengar has like he has got an angle because Dengar's always got an angle. Right. So so what does he do instead of telling him, like, I have an angle? He takes his like humongous, like rifle and full swings it at the back of of Valens's head. He's like, Irv. And he just goes and Dengar says, and I quote, will you just shut up? For a brooder who almost never talks, when you do, you make everything so much worse.
2: <laughs> and I was like accurate.
1: Accurate. That is <laughs> that's he's so right. I mean, when Dengar right, he's right.
0: But then Dengar also says the line your obsession with solo makes you reckless. Why is that damn scoundrel so important to you anyway? Who says scoundrel? Like, I know that's what we call him. Like, I know that's a whole, like, line in Star Wars. It's one of the best lines. Right. But it only works because it's between Han and Leia. But to have, like, to have Dengar, who's supposed to be this, like, cockney badass, call someone a scoundrel seems weird.
1: I think it's a proper noun in the galaxy, man. Like, there's a real classification of people called scoundrels. It's like back when there were pirates or whatever you know there's like room for scoundrels
0: so there's smugglers there's pirates there's bounty hunters and then there's just scoundrels could be
1: a pillar i don't know oh uh, well yeah maybe no they all fall fall you know ne'er-do-wells that are sort of fringy <laughs> now you
0: now know. i'm now i'm alternate history replacing it placing every time you're a scoundrel with neer
2: do well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, well, they all sort of like pirates and scoundrels. Like, are we gonna split hairs? No. Yeah, but, but I think in the galaxy, they they use that as a. Property.
2: Well, doesn't Han so smuggle wait, so, so every spice pirate for is Java? A... That's a scoundrel, right? So let me wait, Every
1: pirate so a every... scoundrel, but not every, At, every
0: a... scoundrel is a pirate. Okay, got it. <laughs> I need, so... a, I, need a, I need an org chart of the black market in uh, in Star Wars.
1: Dude, I, I want that so bad. I want that right now
2: infographic of who's a scoundrel Uh, scoundrel. one of my all-time favorite posters is I have an
0: infographic of all the Batman villains and it's one of my favorite things of all time it's so great I have it hanging in my office at school so like people like students come in to like have serious conversations they turn around I'm like yeah do you want to see where like Catman falls and the (laughs) org chart of, uh, of Batman villains by the way I have my PhD no, it's the art the animated series there's the art no it's just all all from oh. all the comics oh i'll take a photo of it and show you guys when the next uh,
2: time back in my office it's, yeah you,
1: you're holding back Oh, i
2: love it i love it
1: we gotta do a pod in providence and check that out man yeah, you yeah. guys
2: want to talk so obviously four llama and zuckis are on their oh, trail right that's what we're talking about on, sorry dengar, dengar, dengar knocks out Balance, and we yes. get the flashback we get the han story um yeah. what we all, when we came together, we all we jumped to one scene, and it's this scene where in the flashback, uh, Valance is working with the other kind of uh, criminal character. Did you guys practice. catch a name? Uh, what was, what, what was, was the name that? of this character? With the metal helmet. Yeah, know? I don't know. I can dig I, it up. I just That's took weird. it as a, it's it a really, cool
1: metal helmet, though. It's like very Mandalorian esque.
2: It was the employer or whoever this was.
1: Um. I've got it right here. Should I kill him, boss? Right, his name isn't boss. Uh, Great. I don't remember. I just might just be referred to as boss. Uh,
0: look, cavanus.
1: Cavanus, That's
0: it. Cavanus.
2: Yeah, pretty pretty cool helmet. Pretty cool helmet. Um, but then there's this scene where Valance and Cavanus are are sniping Han and Mm -hmm. Chewie. They're yeah. And then there's a and then I don't know who shoots first. It's either balance or Cavanus. And it looks like it's Valance.
0: It's definitely Valance, cause it's definitely Valance. Cause cause Cavanus says on my mark, three, two, and then you hear a gunshot, and then you hear Dank Farrick, because now that's the new swear in Star Wars Land, which is awesome. Dank Ferrick, I didn't say fire yet, so that would have been Cavanus. So it's definitely uh Valance who shoots first. Misses in quotation marks and takes out a another bounty hunter slash assassin behind uh, Han and Chewie. So yeah, he he, you know, we talked about this off air. He has a debt to Han because of Han. It will, as portrayed in Han Solo, Imperial Cadet. Right, they went back for Valence after he crash landed.
2: Yeah, they have a bond. I mean, they were they... yeah. Both uh, pure cadets.
1: Yeah, I don't know exactly how that moves the plot forward, other than like, oh,
0: I mean, it (laughs) does.
1: Yeah, it's just like (laughs) he's like, listen, I'm Team Solo. In case
0: you didn't know, it it moves the plot forward because it gives you eight pages of content in a thirty page comic that is due by a certain deadline, but can't move things forward. Sorry,
1: Really cynical, Adam. Is that to Florida? Sort of like,
0: (laughs) is there cynicism? That know. is that is over that is 30 years of being a comic reader. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a noob. A <laughs> lot of highs, a lot of high highs and then, you know, some some some, you know, middling lows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um right on. Yeah, so we get that and he's so he's squarely uh team solo, but yeah, we do get the great solo uh appearance in there doing solo stuff, which they're they're hungry to have um cuz he's yeah. he's missing you know, from this era. Yeah. Um, But yeah, great. And then I love the the Forlom and Zuckus stuff. Very on brand. If you've been reading the Forlom and Zuckus pieces that have been coming through, it's like you can always buy them out. Like if if you can show them an angle, they're like, we'll take that angle. Like 100% of the time. But like, you know, like we're set to murder you, but we're here for profit. And if you can give us an angle, we'll be like, all right, we're in. Give us something better. And yeah. but you know now they've tied Forlom and Zuckus into uh, into the War of the Bounty Hunters, and they're going to get their standalone. Yeah, in, they are in a couple months.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we see other bounty hunters are getting involved now too at the end of this issue. Yeah, it's we get kind, kind of this kind of wonderful nice little... montage of yep. Bosk and um, Lucky from
1: yeah Lucky Africa,
2: yep. like, Yep,
0: and then yeah, and we're gonna see. I'm guessing we'll see just Lucky next week because we also get we get Darth Vader and Afra next week, so we get two for which is awesome. Um, but we get Afra next week and Vader and and Vader, yeah, because those are coming out in May, and then we got to get those in because in June we get the official start. Like this is all just the prelude. This is again just getting everyone right. at the starting line. <laughs> so then the battles can begin and you know you know as cynical as i am with this stuff that last page did what any good prelude does is i'm like I, i'm very excited to see dengar and bosk and four and zuckus and boba fett and all these characters bib fortuna bib fortuna yep yeah yeah yeah
1: it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome can't wait I'm to see
0: them all collide kind of pulling for and it was the old run of afra um remember the two monster hunters I can't remember their names that kept popping up.
2: Oh, yeah, win loss and knock, wind, oh, and knock, win loss and knock, win and knock. Good pull.
0: I want them. I hope they show up in some fan man because I think they would fit really well in this world. That should be a Disney Plus show. Like showers and lost Hunter. That's so good. I really love those characters. That would be. Uh, yeah,
2: that's great.
1: They should create a new category, just like of do Wells, known as Monster Hunters. Um. Yeah, Win, Loss, and Knock. That's a great pull, man. That'd be a good good addition. Why not?
2: Do you think who's going to die in this war? Is it, What are the stakes? Like, are no, one. Lose, are no, one. no one. No one's character. Are No major? These commercials? I,
0: I mean, we haven't seen any of these characters, any of the bounty hunters
2: in How New Kingdom. How does Canada. Zengar become Rothgard Bank? I, I mean, know he's I, not going to die. The story no,
0: but maybe we get that. Maybe you get that story, which would be amazing. I w- he could just
1: get pulverized <laughs> and then, you uh, know, he becomes rock, yeah. Dark dang, because he stretched his good. face over a tomato can and was like, no, I'm still good. In yeah, cyborg or whatever, but they, they in the um, art of Rise of Skywalker, they say it's elective surgery to, like, live longer. <laughs> If you well, don't know that's... what I'm talking about, um, yeah. Dengar is in Rise of Skywalker yeah. as Rothgard Deng. He changes his Which... persona. His
0: we game. don't know if he's already not starting this because we don't know what all those weird, like why he has all those bandages around his hand, right? Like he might just be in the middle process of that.
1: Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Grant is losing his mind uh, yeah. on camera. So like um,
2: in comics, that would be one of the best stories ever told. But I mean, I mean so, so to go back to that, and
0: Original question, I doubt they're gonna kill any of the you know major bounty hunters in in these comics. but but one thing I will say is that we don't know because yeah. apart from Dengar turning in the Rath- Rathgar den uh, Den, we don't know the fate of any of these other characters we've never seen, right? We haven't seen bosk i g eighty eight or four zuckus post empire in any extended right. universe stuff, right?
1: I would say, um, obviously, Dengar lives. Bosk yeah. lives. Bob be... obviously lives, but you know they could they could kill IG eighty eight, and um,
0: they could one hundred percent kill in quotation marks, right? Yeah, <sighs> or,
1: yeah. Well, they could kill them multiple times, right? And and uh, Forlom and Zakis could go, but it seems it... like why would you kill Forlom
0: and Zakis? I mean, especially with the with the way they're writing them, like. Those are characters because we know nothing about them. Right. And I really enjoy how they're writing these characters. Now I really want to see them in live action. And it's also like you have Mandalorian. You have a show centered around bounty, bounty hunters. It's, it's really odd to me that you would just not have some of these characters pop back up.
1: Yeah, it would be so fun. I mean, that's what I thought we were going to get when I saw IG-11. I just assumed it was IG-88. And I was like, oh, great poll, you know? Yeah. And Forlom um, and Suckus would be great in Mandalorian. Yeah. That'd be so good. Yeah. Maybe they all make it. Maybe just lucky. I don't know. Is there a poetic ending fit enough for a character named just lucky?
0: Yes. <laughs> he's like,
1: works. just dies. Cause he's just unlucky I mean, one time.
0: You also really could. And I know this is wishful thinking, but you really could just take care of balance in a really good way. Wow. Like, because if, if, if this flashback is serving anything, which to be fair, I don't think it is. But if you wanted this flashback to serve anything, it's that there's this bond between them, right? Yeah. And that maybe we do get a sacrifice play by Valance to save quote unquote, you know, Han and Carbonite. Like maybe that that would be like that would make so much of of of, of that character worthwhile for me if yeah. that's what we get his end, you know.
1: I love that actually. That would that would be That makes a lot of sense. It's fine. Give him an honorable death. Just give him
0: death.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Give him death. Yeah. He's a tragic figure, right? Like he's just carrying around regret the whole time and tortured, you know, tortured his soul.
2: Yeah, it's true. That would be cool. I mean, I've always, I'm thinking this is going to end with some big John Woo spectacle where Boba Fett's like riding the carbonite Han down a conveyor belt. And then maybe Valen sacrifices himself and falls in the lava. Like a smelter. Maybe. I mean, it's... Sorry.
0: It's interesting that we are getting... I think we talked about this maybe last week, right? Speaking of that idea of Boba Fett, it, it, this is the most Boba Fett we've, we're getting in new EU in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Like, this is clearly his coming out party before Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. This is some high-level high level synergy.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much communication is there. I mean, and probably tons. Um, but I yeah, they can really like the do comics.
2: a lot. I well, tomorrow like to could do a show if he wanted to. Like, I bet mean, sure. It's such a that's best thing you you know to work on as a show. It's you know right. You can live right nearby. It's right. You can do it every day.
0: Yeah. And the question is like similar to Mandalorian: is how much is he playing Boba Fett when Boba Fett's in the armor? Right. How like
1: much is Tamara Morrison? Yeah. I mean, a team only. I'm sure uh, probably yeah. as much as Din and I would, I would, imagine. right. But I just, Djarin you know, Djarin, a lot of it. Yeah. After all, there's all those clones. So it's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a good gig for him for, for sure.
1: Yeah. Tamara Morrison's a gem man. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, earned so. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait for a whole day. What that, yeah, and we get that this year. I mean, that you know, know. allegedly that show it's, might
2: be unreal. Like that show might be just jetpacking around, you know, across you know the catwalks. I mean, it I is Robert it Rodriguez. R-star.
1: I want like a rated R Star Wars s- series. Like I want just like.
2: Nuts. Yeah, I mean, if Robert Rodriguez is involved, well, like you should let him some go like shootouts where the, the entire environment I mean, gets. We destroyed. we might get it just because of the fact
0: that the bad is pretty dark and is only getting a TVPG rating so i don't know where i don't know what these ratings mean anymore
1: yeah or who's paying who like yeah bad batch people get smoked every yeah. like smoked every episode yeah.
0: there was a lot of like heart shots in the last episode not this week's, yeah. but the season i'm like wow that's uh that's
1: people that's died in this episode too I, yeah i'm yeah sort of forgetting about it but it's like it's a very cutthroat show i mean yeah. I, don't know. I don't know what it's like to have children but like you know as, you know i would love to watch the show with the young children but the, except the, you get to this and you're like you got a lot of explaining yeah. to
2: do. Well, Order 66 is has to be, you know, dark in a way i think right. Oh now. yeah. You don't have to yeah. be on the dark side. Of- I
0: think the i think the tone of the series matches the tone of the galaxy right. right at the time period. So i think it's appropriate. It doesn't feel gratuitous at all. It's just it's it's just dark as it needs to be. But it's yeah. a kid show that's TVPG. Okay, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a great job with synergies here, man. It's, it's good that you, you really feel it between the comics and, the, and everything that's going on. That's a... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, I and oh, you, then you asked kind of earlier, You wonder, or you say you wonder how much um, communication is going on. And my theory with all this stuff is that not as much as we would think. And it's more that they tell the comics what they can't do. Right. More than like you need to do right. this, you need to do that. It's more like probably like maybe there's one mission statement and then they read over, you know, they have a general do not touch this character, do not do this. And then they have to probably give their scripts over to the story group who just says, nope, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that. And I don't mean that as a negative way, but yeah. clearly they they have to make way for the shows and the movies first. And that's why I don't think you're going to lose any of these bounty hunters. I don't think you can just I don't don't think story groups can be like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Kill Bosk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You don't think Sachs and Robert Rodriguez sat in a room together? No.
0: I don't think they've ever met or had a conversation with each other.
1: Yeah, I I believe that as well. They probably haven't. But, um, yeah, they probably have the, yeah, the go-between is Pablo, if anything. At least that's how I imagine it works, where it's just like there's a central brain, which is the story group. And they sort of – there's inputs and outputs, and that's how it works.
0: Comic writing and drawing nowadays is super interesting. That just made me think of – there's this, there's a series on Disney Plus called Marvel 616, and it's a series of short documentaries. And it's hit or miss, but there's one that kind of traces like comics together nowadays. And because of the digital world, and this is pre-COVID, like so many of them live in other countries and don't they, like it's not like the Marvel, like the old Marvel bullpen in New York. Right. Like people just live in their ranch and get the scripts, write the scripts and send them off and, and you're communicating with each other. But so it's really interesting the way it's done. So I, these people are living all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of people are doing it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Any other yeah. uh, Star Wars tidbits y'all want to bring out at this point? <laughs> um, we've done it. It's a uh, pretty good was, coverage. Yeah. Fun week in Star Wars this week. We're looking forward to another Bad Batch. Sorry we uh, dropped yeah. this. A bit late. We this. are.
0: I am so excited. Yay. That <laughs> That's the spirit.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. May the Force be with you.
0: This
2: is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always.